For Spurs fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Tottenham videos and podcasts, download the free Coys app now from the App Store and Google Play. Good evening and welcome to another Come On You Spurs podcast. We're back in amongst the world of Spurs where one week we're up and uh, next week we're right back down again. So this week joining me, we have got our two regulars. So Ryan, how have you been this week, mate? Frustrated, Carl. Very, very frustrated after that. After that, defeat. I don't know. I know we'll get into it, but I still don't know how we lost it. But hey, no days off for us. Win, lose or draw, we come onto the pod. That's it, mate. That's it. This is fair therapy session tonight for everybody. And joining you as always is Patrick. How have you been, Patrick, this week? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. I mean, yeah, I mean went missing. You went missing and come back, obviously. Exactly. Like Terry killed me with that because I <laughs> as you know, I'm always active on the socials. I never go missing, but people generally thought it was real. Like people are messaging my being what's going on? Are you okay? And then the comments underneath, oh, he's such a good guy. I hope he's all right. I was like, come on. Spurs can't do this to someone. Exactly, that's it. So, no, I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Max is uh, a legend, so it's good to have him on. Obviously, Carl and Ryan, a lot of my family now. So, yeah, man, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And as Patrick said, joining us tonight again, back is Max. Max, how have you been? I know you went this weekend, so even more of a depressing weekend for you, Max. Where where do we even start? Um, Obviously, the mark. (laughs) The mileage that I've consumed to see that, to see that Portuguese, <laughs> that Portuguese, mate, they backed off of him like he had COVID. It's like, why are we, why are we giving him that much space? It's ridiculous. Anyway, thanks for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully be better circumstances at yeah. one point, mate, and we can talk about a win. So obviously, before we get into it, we'll do some of the socials. So obviously, give us a follow. We're all on Twitter, as you can see. The handles and that are, are all there. We're on Twitter at coys underscore dot com. The audio will obviously be out as normal on Tuesday. So those of you that listen to the audio, that will be there ready for you. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, boys. Now, on Saturday, Saturday evening, stroke, maybe Sunday morning, one of the first piece persons to message me was Ryan, who was just like, I can't wait for Monday's Coys pod. So, Ryan, go for it, mate. I'm just going to sit back tonight and let the boys work their magic. Ryan, (laughs) get it off your chest, mate. (laughs) How are we feeling about this weekend? baffling to me like I said are we come away not winning that game because they're, they're not a, they're not a good side Man United they are not a good this is not Man United of the past it's not a team to fear going to Old Trafford now and the one weekend Ronaldo decides to not go back home to Portugal rest up a bit and sulk he comes back and gets an attribute like Max said as well the, the amount of time we gave him, we must have thought it was Phil Jones starting up front that game because no <laughs> one went near him. The first goal, Eric Dyer could have stopped it. The hat-trick goal, obviously, I don't know who had who at that corner, to be honest. I think that was just a free-for-all. Doherty was meant to be marking him, but also Romero let him get the run-up on Doherty. So it's bad defending from both of them. They're both culpable for me. So, yeah, sorry to interject, but just wanted to get No, no, no. I said... And it's not like it's not like he's not got in the air either. The guy could stay in the air for days. It's not like he's not good in the air. I could understand if Doty and Romero had him. If both of them thought, look, we better we both get get on this guy in, leave someone like Fred just roaming in the box. That's absolutely fine. But and it's not. I think that's probably the one game where I've actually watched is where we've had majority of the ball, and we were still creating chances. We were still getting in getting the ball behind their defence. But, I mean, it's one of them games Sonny didn't turn up again. It's not, it's not the first time. I think that's probably Benton Cole's worst game for us since he signed. He looked a bit starstruck by the stadium in that midfield. It, well, it was quite funny because last week, Patrick, wasn't we with Mickey? You kind of said, like, obviously, we all sort of said, you know, Benton Core, we'd all have put him straight back in the side and he would normally reliable on the ball, calm and there. But as you say, Ryan, in the start of that game, 
he was giving the ball away so often, wasn't he? Getting caught on the ball. It was almost yeah. like he was trying to be too clever at times of like, oh, I'll let the player come as close as he can to me and then I'll pass it. But before he's realising it, he's getting the ball nicked off him. Exactly. He, he had a poor game, man. We just got to call a spade a spade and he, he was rubbish. Let's just be real. He wasn't good. And um, it's disappointing because we've talked him up so much. We know how good he is. His first game back, um, he slotted straight in and it looked like he was it was effortless. But yesterday he was crap and uh, sorry, not yesterday, it's two days ago now. Um and unfortunately he had a stink fest and so did a few other players and combined we just weren't a good unit. Sonny had a really bad game. The thing is people get onto Son and it kind of baffles me because he's still one of the best players in the Premier League. His output shows that his goals, his assists. I mean, they showed the stats of um I think the top 10 most dangerous players in the league and Son's at the top of the stats for every single category that matters. I know it's, he. we all know as Spurs fans, we know how good he is and we can all admit he's not having his best of seasons, but the way people are saying he should be dropped and he doesn't, I'm like, for who? Who else is close to him? Like, mm. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, we've got Bergwijn, we've got... Well, Moore, like but... I say, you know, I've seen a lot of tweets saying, like, you know, give Bergwijn a game over Son, but I'm sorry, from what I've Madden. seen from Steven exactly. Bergwijn, I would mm. not be putting him in for, for Son uh, and, at any and I point. Like, I like Bergwijn. The problem... He's a decent player, but he's, he doesn't touch Son. And, um, yeah, just going back to the Benton Co thing, he just, he just got caught on the ball too much. He was lacking. And, um, yeah, it's just... It was a lot of mistakes on our half. I still don't know how we lost. I, well, I know how we lost the game. Don't get me wrong, but I still can't believe we lost that game. Um, I don't know, man. The it's problem all... is with Son. The problem is with Son. He's turned into that player where we annoyingly... It's like Kane. You kind of expect one of them to score each game. If one of yeah. them doesn't turn up, there's literally no one. There's no one in that team. How is that third highest goal scorer going to be from own goals? I don't know if you see that. I don't know yeah. if, how. <laughs> what, his, his, own go, his own goals playing right wing or something. Oh, he's a Brit. The Brazilian. The Brazilian own goals. He has been a perfect signing for us this season, and he chipping in there with a the goal. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the team, obviously, that that beat that beat Everton. Don't get me wrong; they are absolutely dire. Like at the moment, you can't really judge your your players off of uh, off of an Everton team. But you think that sort of confidence would have took us into that game? Obviously, the team was pretty much the same. Um, was it just Reggie in for Cess? That was, so it was uh, just was Reggie in for Cess when Cess has picked up a a fine injury, which, I think, which is he? like which fair is enough. You're not gonna. It's not one you look at and you think, oh, I'm gonna go cry about it. Like Cess is injured, blah blah blah. Like I, I'm more than happy for Reggie to start, but. There's a reason, obviously. I think you'd said Pat, maybe. I thought, I'm not sure, but there's a reason Cess is now starting. Like yeah, he's actually like, been like, putting in performances. Mm, he got yeah. in behind against Everton. He, he's he's using his pace. Yeah, he's he's not using his ability that we've seen, obviously, and been going on for years. Like Fulham, like beat, just want to knock it past him or do a skill or just run. Like the wing backs need to be doing that. And you could argue Doherty's actually been been getting better at that. He's, mm. he's up the pitch. The left side's still debatable. You could either. I'm more than happy either or, either or, Reggie or Sess. You could, you could argue Sess at the moment. But the whole midfield, honestly, we made Fred, honestly, look unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the, the Ronaldo strike is just, it's, it's, a, it's a classic snapshot, Ronaldo. It's going in as soon as it's left his foot. Why, why? Going across with this arm, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that, I Max, because I, I used to play in goal, and I know now a lot of pros or that will probably say to you <laughs> that you know now these goalkeepers do go with this arm. But when you watch that replay, if Larice goes with this arm, I think he saves that mm-hmm. shot. But mm-hmm. goal, modern goalkeepers 100%. seem to want to stretch across, don't they? But for me, I yeah. still can't be convinced that stretching across mm-hmm. here gives you more than potential. They do it all the time and I still don't get it myself. And even like you said, Max, to begin with, Eric Dyer just backing off and backing off Ronaldo. You know what the guy's capable of. Get out to him and block the shot. He could easily block that shot. He's standing mm-hmm. there with behind his back, backing off him. I just don't get it. And, and we've um, been guilty of that though, it, haven't we? In in the past few weeks, you back off Neves and allow yeah. him. You back off Ward Prowse and allow him yeah, to deliver to balls into dangerous yeah. areas. And now you've got Ronaldo, who you know, right? This guy, any opportunity he gets to shoot, he will shoot. He won't look for a pass. He will. He will take the option of the shot. So the defenders it's not have even to know, that. Get out. It's to like him. it's it's typical. It's Ronaldo. Like it's Cristiano Ronaldo. We're not talking about. 
we're not talking about like Berbatov or someone like that. Even like they, they used to threaten, but Ronaldo, it's Ronaldo. There should be like two people on him at one time. Look, think think of these teams when Kane and Son were in like they had that season where there's absolutely blitzing, no one can get near them, and then the start of the season after, teams start doubling up on them. Why do we not do that? That Ronaldo's the most threatening player on that pitch. As soon as you see him in the starting lineup, you know he's going to be causing us problems. So fair enough, like he's going to score. He scores one. I can take that on the chin. I can hear that stupid two, like going around the stadium. And honestly, hear that three times. I cannot kid you how much I needed a couple of tequila shots because that was ridiculous. The second, the second goal, it was. I could. I haven't even watched it back to be honest because it's one of them you don't you don't watch it back when you. Lose. was was uh, and this is why I've been saying uh, people were jumping on me, but Cesc for me is the better player, man. I'm sorry, and I've seen mm. it. Now I've seen enough of Regalon to know that he's so poor defensively. The whole line stepped up in unison. Regalon didn't. He was so slow. He had his leg out and his arm out, and then Ronaldo gets a tap in. If, if Regalon just mm-hmm. uses his brain, the guy's miles offside. He hasn't got he hasn't got the defensive mindset. Yeah, though, Reggie. He doesn't. Reggie he doesn't. He just has, and this is a reason you could argue why we end up with like Emerson Real. We end up with Reggie because they're players that yeah, it's all well and good. Like if you play for Real Madrid in Barcelona, you probably don't have to defend them, right? Because they've got the players to score like five or six goals a game, and the teams obviously in those leagues. But as soon as they come to the Premier League, like you could argue the wingers like Brighton and that, Crystal Palace, they're not pushover sides. They've got players that can obviously beat a man, and if you're not good defensively. You're going to get punished. And that's why Reggie, 100%, he's a nice guy and all that. We can all see it and he loves the club, whatever you want to say. But unless you're actually putting it in on the pitch, it doesn't matter how nice you are. I don't really care if you're... It was like Ali. Like, yeah, when your time's up, I'm not saying their time's up, obviously. But if you're not... You're going to get replaced. It's so obvious to see where Conte is going to buy. If you could pick two places, I'd be more than happy. The left wing back and right wing back. In yeah, the yeah. Left, left and right wing back have to be replaced for me in the summer. They have to be. The quality there, like Doherty, we'll get onto him. He gave the ball away so many times for no reason. He wasn't under mm-hmm. any pressure. We're in the final third. We're building up. And even Neville was like, oh, why does he keep giving the ball away? Even he was frustrated. And he's he's a commentator. Imagine how we felt as fans. <laughs> it's, well, that's uh, it. If I, you, and if you give the ball away a lot in this side, and we've seen it from Sanchez, if you pass backwards or if you give the ball away or you look uneasy on the ball, then Conte ain't going to like you because Conte yeah. is a man that likes to play it out from the back. He likes to pass it into the midfield and then see like the balls over the top or pass it into space. But if you're not, if you're not cut out for that, then he's, I'm more than happy to say, yeah, you're going to be dropped because I'm, I'm Conte. I'm fully Conte at the moment. I'm still, while we've got him, I'm, I'm fully hundred percent behind him because uh, I, I don't want to look behind what could be when Conte is not here. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it has to happen now. So let's, let's go back to, so Ryan, let's go back to the start of the game, I guess, because we were all saying before the game, weren't we? And I was quite confident going into this game, thinking, obviously, United at home, off the back of bad result, they will suit they will suit us. So they're going to have to come out and attack. And as we know, teams that attack us, we kind of, we perform better there because we've got the space to operate in up front. The game, how did you feel the game started? Because we were looking... The first half, I felt we played really well in an attacking sense, didn't we? We were causing them problems. You felt there was always a goal there. But obviously, we end up falling behind. But we were playing well, weren't we, up to that point? And even after that, when we get ourselves back in, we're playing well, creating chances. Doherty in the first half was having a reasonable game out there, getting inside, creating chances. It, it started off quite well, didn't it? Yeah, I like I, said, I had no complaints. I <clears throat> I watched the game with my brother, who unfortunately is a Man U fan, so it weren't the <laughs> most pleasant of evenings that night. But like I said to him, once they got that first goal, you knew that their tactic after that would be sit behind the ball. Spurs don't break teams down. We will play them at their own game. We'll hit them on the counter attack. But every time we got the ball out to Kulusevski, you, you felt like you could. We, I think he was the only one in my eyes who had a good game against Man United. I think he he was brilliant. Again, every time he got the ball, he was looking forward, trying to get Kane and Son involved, either cutting inside, going down the wing to put the ball in. But that's because they're a poor side. They've got Harry Maguire at centre-back, who is useless. Varane's fresh back from COVID. Dallow can't defend. Teles can't defend. You'd expect us to go at them. You'd expect us to trouble them more than they could trouble us, even with Ronaldo 
up front. You don't at, at this age, I'll take Kane over Ronaldo. I'm not saying Ronaldo wasn't one of the goats or anything like that, but he's an aging player. You've seen him this season. He's not had a Ronaldo season, so I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting what we got off Ronaldo. Let's put it like that. But I think the most annoying thing is controlling as much of the game as we did, dominating the ball quite a lot. To then, like Max and Pat have said, all three goals are so unavoidable if you use your mind in the match. Like the first Cristiano Ronaldo goal, if, like Max has already said, get two players on him. As he's on the edge of the box, get Dyer coming out to him and Hoiberg or Bentancourt going to him from the side. Block off any avenue. You know if he's getting the ball from that distance. He's only got one thing in mind. He's not looking for Sancho. He's not looking for Rashford. He's not going backwards. He's going to take the shot. So just throw a body at him. It don't matter where it's from. Even if Regulon comes in, leaves Rashford. Like I say, everyone knows Ronaldo's game. They know he lives for goals. If he gets the ball there and he looks up once like he did, there's only one thing on his mind. He's not doing anything different. So that goal is avoidable. But like I say, after that, we've got the ball some good attacking plays, dominated the ball again and actually created chances, which led to the penalty. And once we did get that first goal, I, I thought we was going to run away from them. Then I did not see a loss coming, but it's Tottenham. So you don't know, I'm lying to myself. Well, I think that was an annoying thing, wasn't it, Patrick? We get ourselves back in the game. And like I say, you were then thinking, right, there's goals here for us. We are causing them problems. And if we can just now keep it tight at the back and keep it sensible, I can see us going on. But within you know a few minutes, you're again back behind. And again, it just it, it giving you too many uphill challenges to try yeah. and compete with, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they scored, like Ryan, you know, I was confident that we would beat them. And when they scored, I was like, okay, cool. This is going to force us to play because even Neville said it. He goes, the game was very tentative and very cagey and no one was really doing anything. It was actually a snooze first before the goal. I think we were the better team, but it was quite boring. So when they scored, I was like, okay, cool. We're going to kick into gear. And lo and behold, we did. Kulicheski, like Ryan's alluded to, was our unsung hero. He was great. He was running at players. He was causing problems. They couldn't live with him. He was dribbling past them. His movement is... He's a really, really good player. And he's only 21 as well. It's actually staggering how, how good he is and how good his ceiling can be. So um, he was causing them all sorts of problems. And once we got back into the game as in the penalty, I was like, yeah, we're going to go on and win this. And even you could feel the stadium was a bit nervous because they, they know how good we can be once we get our tails up. But... As soon as we conceded again, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't know now because Man United have got the, they've, they've got that the bit between their teeth now. We've just gifted them a goal. That goal was so simple as playground stuff. And, you know, Reggie, the other argument is someone could have tracked the runner, but I think Regalon just has to step up with everyone else. If we're playing the offside trap, you can't get caught sleeping like that. And Carl, like you said, once we let them back in, it's difficult to then get back in the game, which we did again. And then we blow it away, give it away again. So, yeah, it's crazy. You know, That's like when when you get beat by a team that have played well and they've outplayed you, you cannot, you know, you you obviously you're pissed off, but you you're like, okay, cool. But we didn't get beat by the better team. They didn't outplay us. None of well, apart from Ronaldo, even then, is it's debatable if he had a worldie. We just gifted him two goals. Yeah, it's crazy. It's um, it's criminal, especially this back. You know, business end of the season where you need the results. You can't be gifting games like that. Well, it's that thing, isn't it? We, we've been talking about momentum and the fact that any, you know, with the way the top four race is going, any side that can kind of put in some momentum and get three or four wins potentially back to back and put yeah. a run together, a bit like Arsenal have, unfortunately, yeah. you're putting yourself in the prime position, aren't you? And you're thinking, right, off the back of Everton, let's go into this game now. If we can get a win here, then we're starting to think, right, the momentum could be building. So, Max, do, do you think... It's always been probably an issue with the club. Do you think sometimes we're beaten before a game starts when we go away to these top six sides? Because, yes, we know we can get results at these grounds. We have done in the past. You know, we can go to Man City and win. We can go to Old Trafford and win. But we don't do it often enough, do we? Do you still think we've got a major problem when we go away to the top six grounds and almost like a bit of an inferior complex that causes a bit of a problem before the game's even started, especially when the pressure's on as well to get a result. Uh, 
I mean, t- you could argue the United game was like a perfect, a perfect example because I think going into the game, we were all confident. And then it's just after about 20 minutes of what we're watching, we're like, oh, why was I even confident? It's it's just such a mind blow. As I know so many people that go like every away game, obviously all the home games. It's, away, away games are just, I'm, I'm confident. But we've ended up losing like, we've lost 17 games this season, right? And I think, how have we lost this many games? It's honestly unbelievable. Um, I was even, I was, I was very confident. I mean, very same, very confident against Man United. Obviously, just shows how how things are going in recent years for them. You could argue as well because you remember going back to United the way they'd like the Pedro. But Mendes you'd write it off, yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, we take yeah. a bit of luck, and then and even that night we didn't get a bit of luck. But it's it just goes to show maybe it's because we're not pushing for that one nil. You go if we go one nil up. I don't like if we can take the lead at any time in that game. It's just we're always on the back foot. We're always one goal behind. Why does it take a goal to, to go a goal down for the players to suddenly spark up sometimes? So that's one thing I've never understood, and it's always been a massive frustration. Like Pat was saying, if Reggie has stepped up, this is going obviously back to our defensive because it's always defensive issues with Spurs, yeah. isn't it? Season after season, we don't have. We, you could argue we don't have problems scoring. It's just it's it's just either Kane or Son, but we're still scoring goals. Um, it's nice to obviously Cooley, but. Reggie steps up, it cancels out that Ronaldo goal. If Emerson and Real the other day against Burnley steps up, they don't score that goal. It's like, it's always defensively. And I, if he does hang around, I, I beg to God he does. Because if he can get two world-class, oh, whether you can even attract that. But if we can just sort out, like Kulu, he's not going to set the world on fire, but he's a good player. He's a great squad rotation player. He's even starting now for us. It just shows... I've said it on the last podcast how we've got two players that have come from abroad from another that aren't getting into another top side that can suddenly walk into our side. It's like, and we will be sat here saying, well, we should be fighting for Champions League. How do we deserve to fight for Champions League when we've lost 17 games this season? We, we, we can't do the basics. We're letting someone who, yeah, other than the name, his name's ridiculous. He's scored a ridiculous amount of goals. But even the things like, Look at our set, their set pieces. They scored one in 150 corners. And then Ronaldo goes and scores a header from a corner. It's like, out of everyone to mark, he's the one you mark. It's it's just so basic. And if we find it boring, can't they? He must be bored out of his skull. just Because you can only tell someone so many times. Yeah. So, But I know I, I went off topic and you were saying about the away, <laughs> the whole away. But... We've been struggling at home, so we need to sort home first. We've lost to Southampton and Wolves at home. They're games we should have won. I, I wouldn't be sat here or maybe as annoyed because we would have got those six points and then we'd be closer to top four. We've lost so many pathetic games. It's you can only you can only moan about it every like so much every time. It's the same stuff. Oh, we were shit at crossing. We were shit. We couldn't get the ball in the box. Oh, saw another bad performance. Oh, why didn't we play Lucas? It's like there's so many broken we're broken in so many different parts around of the pitch and it's it's up to Conte to to obviously fix this fix this uh it, I talk like we're in bloody like we're in the bottom half <laughs> I, I imagine being imagine being an Everton fan right now. <laughs> that, that, it's, a, it's expectations that, though isn't it you know yeah. and, and not being funny a lot yeah. of a lot of people will sit there and say oh you know I hate this word, oh, entitled Tottenham fans. But I sit there and say, when you've been where we have as a club, fighting for titles and top four, yes, ex, you know, entitlement kind of does come with yeah. that because you are expecting, well, this is where the club is, new stadium, new training ground, you know, increased revenue. Yes, I don't expect to suddenly drop off a cliff. I, I My entitlement thinks, well, we're still going to be up there and challenging for things. So I don't think it's entitlement. It's the expectations that we're we've been set, mm. and yes, we should be expecting that from where we are as a club. You know, we are one of the top clubs in the country, but we're just not acting like it anymore, and we've dropped off a cliff well below those top clubs. Ryan, do you, do you always worry about us when we go away to those top six grounds? You know, is there always that fear of like even we, you know, even seasons when we've been better than Arsenal? We've always still gone to the Emirates and struggled, haven't we? Is there that barrier, do you think, of that top six ground pressure to put a performance in and ultimately the, those players can't handle that pressure? It's not just the top six for me, Cole. I'm, see, I've been a Tottenham fan for over what, nearly 25 years. Any game with Tottenham worries me now. It don't matter if it's top six, 
or bottom three, like I say, we've gone away to Burnley and lost, dropped points at home, Southampton, Wolves. It's it, it's it's a curse, it feels like sometimes. <laughs> this club. Even though you wouldn't change it, none of us would change who we support. We all love them. And I think that's what frustrates us the most. I mean, going to an Arsenal Emirates, the teams on paper, you look at it and you say, we are a better team than Arsenal. Same against Man U the other night. You look at paper and you say, we, we are better. On paper, we are better than Man United. But we've just got so many mistakes in those players you look at. It's hard to get away from. And these mistakes in this league, especially, cost you every game because you make a mistake against Burnley. They, they're very, as bad as they are going forward and lack of goals defensively, they are very strong. They've had the same partnership now, uh, centre partnership, I think 2016, I think. So you know going against them, you're going to struggle going forward. Against the top six, the way we apparently play at the minute, the way we set up now, it should suit us down to a T, your Liverpools, your Chelsea's, Man U's, Cities. Give, let them have the ball and we will play this counter-attack game that we now have taken on. I mean, obviously, it's a big change from the Poch days where you know how we're going to play. No matter who you're against, you get, you're going to want to dominate the ball. You On the Poch, it was basically, we'll outscore you. You score this many, we'll score more than you. Now we're just it's gone too far backwards now under Mourinho, under Nuno. Now Conte's inherited this squad, and I'm I'm exactly the same as Max. I will back Conte and I I really I hope he stays in the summer and I hope he's backed properly because if he is, then like I say, it's a new season for him, new squad, new managers. But this this top six voodoo, I mean, like I say, how many times have we lost to Chelsea this season? I think at one point it was we we lost to them three times in a month, didn't we? At one point this year, I mean, ridiculous. You watch, I know they've got all this stuff going on at the minute, but you watch Newcastle yesterday. Newcastle had got the penalty that they should have got against Chelsea yesterday. They would could have won that game if they scored the mm. penalty. Obviously, the game changes after that, but we just it's it's that'd, as if, that'd have been given against us. Oh, yeah. massively. Yeah. Still, though, ultimately, though, as well, one thing in that game with Chelsea Newcastle, ultimately, you still knew who was winning that game. Whereas with Spurs, we're not that yeah. side, are we? Where you can sit there and go, even you never feel confident that even if we don't play well, we'll still grind the result out. While it was nil nil, you just thought Chelsea will win this game. Mm. If Spurs are nil nil yeah. with someone, you're sitting there thinking, you know, there's no confidence that we're still going to win this. It's all right. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do what the, we need to, nick a, the goal. The problem is with that is I don't even know. How, there's only one way teams come at us. We can play against and win. We're so used to teams like, that's why we beat Man City, because they throw the kitchen sink and there's so much space in the defence to play over the top. But let's say teams like Burnley, they sit back a bit. Uh, United, they just have... I'm not saying United sit back, but there's, it's different play styles and Chelsea have been, and Chelsea know how to adapt to that. Mm. I mean, we can't compare ourselves to Chelsea at all, obviously, at the moment. We, we, we couldn't get near them. We, uh, they can pull out those results, like you just said, when they look like it's going to go to the end. It's going, it's literally 90th minute. Great ball over top. I mean, and the habits that touch. And it, it actually reminded me of the Deli Alley finish that we scored against them. The, that yeah. instant first touch and then boom, back in there is... It, it, it's mad, but how they dig that out. The, the play styles are completely different. If you know it's not working, they'll change it and they've got the players to do that. We haven't, we've got some yeah. absolute bozos in midfield and over the pitch that just don't know how to... They only know one thing. They only know one thing. That was, it's like Sanchez. Oh, I can't pass forward. Pass backwards. That's that's Or winks. Oh, side-to-side football. It's never... Can I can I like dig deep? I need to fight for this club. It's all well and good in interviews saying we're going to do better next time. I'll, I'm sorry this. I'm sorry that. It's it's so it's so repetitive and I hate I hate repetitive stuff. It'd be like going and watching the same happen every every time, and that's literally what we're watching. So Patrick, you know, obviously, and and what Max says there is something that I thought in the second half. You know, we go in two one down, and you think, well, we've created the better chances. We look dangerous. But the problem then comes with the second half. United's decide, let them have the ball. And now we just defend what we've got. We really don't have the creativity in the side to break sides down, do we? And like as Max said, unless you've got a City who are not going to divert from their game plan, which is, listen, 
we're going forward and we're going to put everything into this. The minute a team decide two banks are four, just keep it tight. Don't give them the space that they want. We don't have those players with the guile and craft, do we, to suddenly open a team up with through balls, look to do something different. As Max said, you know, certain players, Winks and Hoiberg can get it. But if there's not the obvious forward pass, it's our oh, turn backwards. I'll, you know, we go back to the centre back. It moves across the line, doesn't it, to the right sided wing back. He comes yeah. back in, gives it backwards. We go over to the left. We try it there. No, right. Let's go back over to the right. We just don't have those players, do we, that can suddenly go, right, I'm going to try something different here. We're going to put some through balls. We're going to, you know, one twos, quick movement. It, it, and that's where ultimately, that second half, United just knew, don't do nothing silly here. And they've got to try and break us down. Yeah, that's the thing. We're lacking in quality, man. Like Ben Davis, the ball came to him. So we had so much of the ball. And every time you it, it got to certain positions, it was just a negative or we gave it away. Ben Davis just giving the ball away for no reason. He's so poor on the ball. He can't pass. The ball runs past him. Then he, he panics and he just gives it away. Uh, Hoiberg, I thought, had a decent game. But yeah. he, he's not the best at obviously a final ball or a through ball. So I know that's not his job, but ideally you want someone that can do a bit of both. He has done it now and again, but he, he seems to struggle in a Spurs shirt, but he looks better uh, on the ball when he plays for Denmark. I don't know what it is, but he he's not that great on the ball. But he, he had a good game, so I don't want to dig him out. Ben Tanker, who was meant to be that guy, had a really poor game. And he looked like he didn't want to be out there. After the first 15 minutes, the game wasn't going his way and he didn't really step up to the mark and just try to push through it he just shoulders dropped and you could see he didn't really want to be out there and then you've just got the fullbacks for me they're just so shit like just gotta be honest Regalon going forward is, is not good he's not good going forward he's got a lot of mistakes in him defensively he's not good either Doherty has looked good in certain games but yesterday uh sorry uh Saturday was a a quick snap back to reality and we saw the old uh uh what was it Doc Poor going forward, poor defensively, doesn't know what he's doing. He gets the ball, he panics and just passes it backwards. It's always a backwards diagonal pass from Doherty or Ben Davis. So we're just going nowhere fast. And um, yeah, the thing is, we actually play a decent brand of football and we have a good uh, spine. So if we just get some good players in, we could be a real force next season. But we just need to actually be aggressive in the market and go for the players that Conte mm -hmm. wants. Because uh, there is the good, there is the, the the markings of a good team there. And if you think back, it's it's a it's a while ago. But if you think back to when Klopp first came to Liverpool, it was the same issues there. They were inconsistent. They'd win one, lose one, win two, lose one. The same stuff that we're going through now. It is what happens when a new manager comes in and he's trying to change the players and the ethos and the mentality. But he needs his players, and then we can be a good team again. You know, we're obviously going to push and see how, how well we can do this season. I do think now, obviously, top four is achievable, but I don't think it's realistic. we just got to try and finish as high up, finish in the top six and then go again. Anything outside the top six will be a travesty, in my opinion. I think, unfortunately for us, Arsenal are too far ahead. Unless they have some major whoppers, they should get fourth now. They are pretty much locked in from where they, they are. Played, they played some great football yesterday. You just got to be honest, man. You got to be honest. They are a good team right now. They're clicking into gear. Um, they played Leicester off the park. They made the game look easy. Leicester were no mugs. Leicester went into that uh, four games on the bounce and Arsenal just completely battered them like in every aspect. Um, so, yeah, you just got to be real. Um Arsenal have some tough games. That's the, that's our only solace. They got some tough games, and if they lose one or two, then they could panic. And if we win our games, but this is the thing: we've got to win our games. And right now, can we see us putting two or three on the spin again? I'm not sure. And even United have got to win two or three on the bounce. And both of us are just as inconsistent as each other. So that's why, for me, if we're being real, Arsenal should get it now because they can actually put games together, which is something we've all struggled for with. So yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit mad, but just got to be. So real. obviously, let's talk about one guy who, like I say, has copped a lot of flack after this one, Max, and and that's Son mm -hmm. and his performance in that second half, and the fact that he managed to stay on the pitch and Kulisevsky was taken off, which I was a bit like, well, this is a, that's a madness sub to me. The game Son is having, you 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 take Son off right now, and that's mm -hmm. the change you make. You either we, we've said before, haven't we, on this pod that with Son you either get world class 
or suddenly a player that kind of goes missing. Now, one of, one of the things that really frustrates me at the moment with Son is when he picks the ball up, turns, but very quickly looks to then give the ball inside to someone like Hoiberg. Where I, I say, you're the creative player, you take the ball on from here and you look to create something. Don't give it away so quickly. What what's what? What is he well classed on? Where do you put him in the bracket as player? We know he's important to us, but he does seem to have these games where it's either hit or miss, doesn't he? There's no middle ground with Son. It's such a tough one because obviously you start him like you start him no matter what. In my in my eyes, stats don't lie. He's uh he's banged goals even when Kane's not in the side for us. So the goals and assists like they've they've come and they'll they'll continue. Um, it's so strange though. It's honestly like he's your perfect example. As does he just have like one system of style of play? He doesn't. He can't adapt his game. He can't drop and be like an attacking midfielder. He can't be that number ten. He can't. He literally is cutting sign from the wing now, and try and find Kane or try and have a shot. That's literally. We we don't actually see him beat that many players. I can't actually remember the last time I've seen someone like really knock it down the wing and run onto it and put one in the box. He's not that sort of winger. He's like, he's that one he's like, give and go. Like, I'll pass you, I'll run over the top. It's kind of like when Mahrez and Vardy used to play, do you remember? And yeah. Mahrez would always, over top, how many goals did they score that season with Mahrez over the top? You could argue that was like Kane and Son the other season. Um, so he's, he's, he's literally, he is our main man other than Kane. But when it comes to substituting, you need to sometimes put a player in their place. Like, no one's bigger than the club. No one is bigger than the club. And Kulu is having a great game. Why not get Lucas on, who can who can maybe change things up? You know, he can turn on a sixpence. He's, he's, he's fast. He's, especially in, like, the 80th minute. I and mean, if you're losing, it's... Imagine bringing Lucas on against Harry Maguire in the 80th minute. Are you telling me he wouldn't even have, like, one chance? Or You know when he picks the ball up in midfield and runs, like, to the yeah. to the edge yeah. of the box? Son doesn't even do that. I'm not I'm not here to, obviously, moan at Son because I love him and he's obviously given us some great moments. But when it's not going your favour, you need to be able to change things up. And maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe Conte's going to have something up his sleeve. But for the time being, it's just... We can always we can we can see it. Son, you're having a bad game. Why is Kulu going off? It's literally right in front of us. We've just seen it. The perfect example, and it's just so frustrating. I don't know what it is. Whether it's just the, when they're in the front three like that, it's 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 obvious. It's easy sub. It's you, it's if you're playing shit Sunday league football, you're getting subbed off, right? <laughs> so why does it matter who you are and who you're playing against? Just. He's not the sort of. I don't think he's. He'd get on with it. Like he's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether it's an ego thing. I don't know whether he'd moan or he'd, he. He might even have something in his contract saying you can't take me off if I'm playing shit. But I don't know. It could be. It can. <laughs> it can be. A, it can be a number of things. But I, I just think that Conte probably trusts Son and Kane, even if they're having stinkers. They are that good that they can pull something out. But Son was just yeah. having a bad game. He kept falling over he was as well. Slipping I don't know over all the time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. slipping every five seconds. He was yeah. so and every time he was in or he had got the run on someone, he kept falling over. So I don't know if he's wearing the wrong studs or the wrong boots. But yeah, he just had a bad game, and it happens. You can be excellent and have a bad game, and he is having a few bad games. But he is still so good. He's still one of the best players in the league. But he is having a bad patch. But yeah, he he should have got subbed off. I don't really get why he didn't. But then also saying that. Conte's looking at the bench, and do you really trust any of the There's other guys? There. Yeah, no. that's the problem. We are Fred Bear. I know you got some names like Bergwijn and Lucas, and but if we're being real, their stats are atrocious. Uh, Bergwijn's mm. had the two goals against Leicester, but realistically, those guys aren't doing it either. So when he looks at his bench, there's not really anyone to turn to, and that's, this is the problem. So I kind of do understand why he kept him on because Son and Kane on their day, or even any moment. They can get you a goal out of nothing. So it's like, what well, you know, it's it's hard, isn't it? And we, we only see that 90 minutes of football. We don't see the build-up to the game yeah. in the dressing yeah. room. We don't, we don't see all of that. We just see a few pictures of them smiling before the game or a day mm -hmm. before. You see a couple of clips from the highlights and then you see them coming out the tunnel to play. You don't... It's... it's 
it's so hard, isn't it? It's like if you've got a best friend at school back in the day and you're playing, if he's playing, you're like, yes, I'm going to have a good game today. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. Yeah. If you're, it's just, that's, that's, how, that's how it works. They obviously build up relationships and Kane and Son do have that relationship. Obviously, the, the uh, goals and assists stat speaks for itself. So, if you're Conte and whoever was managing Spurs, those two, you're, you're just saying, oh, those two, I'm just, you've got to pray they do the business because if yeah. they don't, like Pat said, where do I look? And goals. You got to bring own goals <laughs> off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get Harry Maguire. In. <laughs> Ryan, do, do you do you kind of because I, I, I kind of agree with Max what he said there about Son, unfortunately, which is unless you're playing a team that play to his strengths, which are a team that are going to naively push a high line and give Son that space in behind, or he's you know he, he gets a chance to cut in. He does need to adapt his game because where is that player, as Max said, who can pick the ball up, take players on, has that confidence to write a run with a ball, skillful with it? That seems to have kind of left him, doesn't it, in, in a way? That that confidence where he could do that has seemed to drain away from him a little bit. And like I say, unless, unless you've got those teams, again, a bit like Everton City, who are not going to change their game or they're that abysmal that they can't con- contain it, he does struggle, doesn't he, a little bit? He does, yeah, but I, I will, I will always put Son in the world class bracket. I mean, and he is having a bad patch. His form is up and down at the minute, but he still does with the repeat. team, with the team, yeah, though, isn't yeah, it? His, his just, form yeah. is replicating the side, isn't it? Yeah, it's not just him. It's uh, but like I said, he's still pulling the numbers at this season. He's still top scorer. Uh, I'm sure. I, I'm presu- I think he's got the most assists for us. He does, yeah. He's got he's got yeah. the joint top goals with Kane now because Kane got the penalty and joint uh and top assists. And even if you look across the board in terms of the league, his stats are up there with the best players right now. So it's crazy because yeah, we know he's not having a great game, but he's still up there with the top performers. So it just goes to yeah. show. Um, I suppose yeah. one of the frustrations you could have as well is there. Conte seems for me to make like for like subs. I'm bringing a centre midfielder off. I'm bringing a centre midfielder on. You could have argued on Saturday, could you not have brought Lucas on in place of Bentoncourt or Hoiberg with the view to say, well, listen, if we're losing this game, yeah, I may as well now go out and oh, try and do something different and add, yeah. now I've got four players on the pitch who can yeah. potentially do so, something. Just take Ben Davis off. Bring Lucas on, yeah. take Ben Davis off, go for about four. Do you know what? Do you, the, the biggest thing I have about Sonny is that, I mean, I think he's, I think he's just too emotional during a game. I think if he... First five, ten minutes, if it hasn't gone his way, if he's not getting as much of the ball, if he's not beat a player, if he's not had a shot, I think he, I think his emotions just get the better. I think he gets so frustrated during a game that once he's, once that's happened to him, you don't see the sun. I mean, like I say, that, that wonder goal against Burnley, that was a that was a happy sun. He had a good game that game. And he's not afraid to pick the ball up and beat players and do what he can, but when he's unhappy, if he's not got the ball when he feels he should have received it, if he's not had a shot on target, if he's not put in a good ball or made a risk, it's as if his his head just drops immediately and he just imagines himself playing like this for 90 minutes, whereas you've got a different play next to him in Harry Kane, whereas if he's picked the ball up, if he's if he's put the first shot he has into Rose Ed, his next thing in mind is that shot's going to be on target, whether it's yeah. in or not. If I get the ball next and I have another shot, that is, I don't see, I don't see Sonny like that. I see one mistake or one frustration in his game. That's it. Then for the rest of the game, his head will drop unless somehow he gets an, a tap in or something to up his game. And you see what he's like in the training ground. I say I'm. I'm the same as Max. I'm sick of seeing the same interviews or tweets of "We'll do better next time." We're fighting for this club. We want the best. I don't want to. I don't want to see it on Twitter. I don't want to see it on YouTube. I want to see it against Man United on the pitch. That's weird. Just do you talking on the pitch, and that goes for Son as well. I'm I'm fed up of seeing the Tottenham admin put pictures of Son smiling. That's great. You're, <laughs> you're being paid a shit ton of money to train three day, hours a day. No wonder you're smiling. We don't want to see you smiling on the training ground. We want to see you smiling at the end of 90 minutes because mm. you've either had two goals and assist, anything contributed to a win. That's when, as Tottenham fans, want to see him smiling. I don't care about training. I don't care if he's meg someone 
doing a drilling training. I'm not bothered. I want to see <laughs> all of them come out after a game. And if it's a tweet of great win, we'll keep going. Yes, we like that. We're all up. We're all on cloud nine because we've won. I'm sick of seeing, like, I know, obviously, he's saying it. It's Hoiberg after every game at the minute. Like I said, I don't, I think he had a decent game on the Saturday. Yeah. He did his job. He was good. a midfielder. He broke up play, got the mm. ball, gave it to a Kulisevsky or a Son or a Kane to create something. But it's, it always seems like they send him out after a game to repeat the same message of, we'll go again next game. Yeah, it's we're not giving up. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's, the same it, shit. Yeah. It, just, it bores me now. Mm. <laughs> it just genuinely bores me. I want to see them do it. on Because they've got, they've got the talent. Some of the players, not all of them, obviously there's yeah. some players that you need to ship off and some players that you know you can build it around. But like this this summer couldn't be more important for us at all as a club. This summer needs to be a 10 out of 10. Otherwise, it could go even further downhill from where we are. Yeah, so that, that speaks about something else that happened during the game. And it, it's something that, for me, I'm not a big fan of. Some fans seem to really get off on it. And for me, it's not a big thing. It's the, the Romero shithousery, if you like, with Maguire when he scores the own goal. Now, like I say, some some fans seem to really enjoy the shithousery thing. And players like Eric Lame, you know, Lamella had made a career off of just stamping on a toe and mm. people were forgetting about this four or five years of dross. Lacelso was another one that when he come in, like to do silly little things and people are like, oh, you know, the, the prime shithousery. But I'm like, yeah, but the bloke was crap for 90 minutes. Mm. And if he'd been better, we probably would have win that game. And that's what would give me more enjoyment than seeing him poke someone in the eye. Patrick, what was your view on the Romero thing? Did, is that sort of thing that you don't mind seeing? Or is it the sort of thing that you think, mate, until the game's won, this this is something that just don't, yeah. don't wind someone up? You know what? I didn't see it in real time, to be honest. So when people were talking about it and tweeting and stuff, I was like, what happened? And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. And then straight away, I got like, I got, I got a tweet in a group saying like the picture of Romero screaming, shouting at him. And it said like things that proceed unfortunate events. <laughs> and then it showed obviously the Ronaldo header. So I was like, oh, here we go. So yeah, it came back to bite him and I was in the ass. But... I don't know, man. I don't mind it if we're winning games and if we win the game. But obviously, when we lose, then it's... Yeah, I'm not too sure. I, I, to be fair, Carl, I don't really care. As long as we're putting in the performances, let him be that guy that is... You know, we do need... Because if everyone's hmm. soft and the same, and not to dig Harry Kane out, because he's an exceptional player and I love the guy, but if everyone's got Kane's temperament, we're going to be too nice and too soft. So you need a bit of everything. You need different personalities. So I don't mind it, but get the job done first or make sure you get the job done because lo and behold, he screams in Harry Maguire's face, but then he makes the mistake for Ronaldo's third goal. He's culpable. People will talk about Matt Doherty, but he's the one that let Ronaldo get the run in. And Ronaldo's the most dangerous player on the pitch, especially from a set ball piece. We know how good he is. Him and Maguire were the two players that you just have to say, right, from set pieces. Exactly. Maguire's also a dangerous one as well. But Ronaldo had the three. As soon as he he met it, I was like, oh, this is a goal. You knew straight away. And I was like, they've won this game. And the thing is, we just didn't seem like we could get back in the game. I don't know what it was. Like, we had all the ball. And but we just couldn't. I, I didn't see us scoring as soon as they scored. I knew we had lost it. And Regalon doing what he did just summed it up, didn't it? That was just like, yeah, that just summed up our day. Kane was open on the back stick, all he had to do was control it and cross it. That's an everyday thing for a footballer of his level. And then he goes to control it with the wrong leg, the ball goes yeah, out. even first time, just across. I know, yeah, just straight across. across. It's so standard, or, it's, I mean. or it's a volley, isn't it? From yeah. there, that close, you're saying, especially a player who is left footed. So you say, weird. well, it was the perfect ball for a left footer and the limp hanging out of a right yeah. foot was just like, I'm not just sure what... Summed us up, man. I don't know what was going on there. Just summed us up. Max, what about you, the Romero incident? What's your... Um, is that something you like seeing or something that you're, um, you're not too keen on? I'd say that's a massive reason why a lot of people might say they miss Lamella because no one misses him for like... 30-yard screamers and all of this. You you just you just miss them for doing little bits here and there. Like, obviously, he weren't good enough, so he moves on. Like, Romero actually looks like a solid player. Looks like one that we might be, we could keep for years and I'd be happy with because, obviously, he's still young. He's he's built like a brick house. He's, he's not afraid to put an elbow in here and there. I think you need that. 100% you need that because 
it adds a bit of a fear factor as well um, to some of the players that are playing against him. Um, I mean, throughout the years, I mean, there's been players out there that have always been dirty. How do you think the, the likes of like like Roy Keane, Patrick Vieira, obviously they've got the ability, but they've also got this like nastiness about them. You don't see it very often these days. I'm not going to sit here and say Roy Keane was an unbelievable footballer. He was in that an unbelievable side, but that's how... When I look at Rookie, he always looks angry now, just in the studio. And that's, <laughs> even that's why Mike Micah Richards gets um, gets on his back because, like, it's just like you know. But I feel like you definitely need that. I feel like it could depend who Romero has next to him. Whether Dyer Dyer's men have come across as a bit of like a hard nut with this weird haircut he's got going on. I don't know where, it is, but <laughs> we need them. We need them really because I can't see the two centre backs changing anytime soon. So they need to be. They need to be working with each other. They need to form up, especially if we're going to play five at the back. Like, Davis, let's face it, isn't always going to be there. So, you could argue that it's just a defensive revamp in the summer. Like, I'd be more than happy with that. There's no point us saying, oh, I'll get another Kane replacement like or uh, someone that's going to like um, come off the bench because that ain't going to happen. We've, we've been saying that for years. ain't going to happen. The defence, we can see that's where it needs doing. Conte can see it. It's just we need to get there and how we get there. It's going to be a... I don't even know where we'd finish if it stays win-loss, 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 because we definitely ain't getting fourth if that's the case. Like West Ham, we shouldn't even be be worried about playing West Ham. And they're, they're looking like a team that are proper up for it this season as well. Like They're, they're, coming, to, they're coming to us on Sunday and they're, they're probably going to think, they're thinking, why can't we win this? Why can't yeah, we? 100%. Definitely. That Antonio, Antonio, perfect example again. He puts a foot in, he's he's massive, he's, he's going to, he'll stamp on toes, he'll pull shirts, like... That's their sort of player that does that. And you could argue we haven't got that kind of since we've lost a bit of shit hours. Like even Dembele had it a little bit. Yeah. And we, we don't we're always too soft. Always. So and, let's let's have a look yeah, then. You need it. Let's have a look then at where we think this season is gonna go. Because obviously we've got Brighton in the week away from home. And if you look at their runner form, they're playing us at the perfect time for them. Um, and then, obviously, we're going to follow that up with the West West Ham at home. Me, personally, I'm not too confident about the next two games. I think I don't see us getting anything against Brighton. And I think West Ham will come and spoil the party on Sunday. So, Ryan, Ryan what, what do you think about these next two games? What, how are you feeling? Confident or do you, do, you see, do you see a win in these next two games? Do you see this badge? Carl, I'm never confident. I'm never, <laughs> never confident when it comes. Like, say, Brighton and scored in what four, five league games. Now? It's a run of five defeats now for them. And you like you say that we, you should be going to teams like this and just just wiping them out for ninety minutes. Whether it's a, a one nil, two nil, three nil win, that's that. These are games like we had at Burnley, where you go into these games, just get the ninety minutes done, get the win, move on to the London derby. At the weekend, that's what Tottenham should do, but you just know that within the first five ten minutes, they're gonna get a goal. That that Brighton Stadium will be absolutely rocking because that's the first goal they've seen for four or five games, and then they'll sit back and it will just be 75 80 minutes of Tottenham trying to break them down, struggling in terms of that. And they'll it's I'm not confident for Brighton. I don't think we'll win on Wednesday. I've, I've, I've said this after the Man U game. I know it's a bit like, obviously, you look at the uh, form at the minute, it's always win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. It's, that's that's not going to keep happening. As much as people are holding their hopes up for that, it's not going to keep happening. But even like you say, like Max has just said about the West Ham game, it's at, it's at home. We should be going into that game dominating, whether they're fighting for top four, doing well in the Europa League, it, it, we should still go into that game with West Ham at home in front of 60,000 Tottenham fans dominating that game, giving them all something to go home to smile about. I mean, look at, like, if... I'm not, obviously, you can't compare the stadium. It's completely different. But the last stadium at White Hart Lane was... Like, that's the home form you need. If you're going to challenge for anything, that's the home form. Undefeated all season at home. And this is what this stadium was built for, for a team to challenge for titles and trophies, Champions League season after season. Yet, 90% of Tottenham fans are ner uh, we're not nervous, but 
you're not confident in beating West Ham at home. That's not that's not how we should be. It's not we should be going into that game excited for the London derby, a full house at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, expecting three points. But I mean, we've said all night, if one or Kane or Son don't turn up and you know you've got a a, a problem waiting to happen in defence, it's, it's, I don't know what you could be excited for at the minute. That's why I'm praying that this summer, and I'm, I'm exactly the same as Max, I would rather them go out and buy right wing back, left wing back, centre back. I would rather them just just concentrate on the defence this summer and get an actual unit at that back. Because we've got Kane, we've got Son who can score goals. Kulisevsky has proven he's, what, seven games in, two goals, three assists. He, he can chip in with goals. But if you could shore up that defence and maybe get a centre midfielder in who can actually play ball, who can actually get the ball forward and make assists, then that's it. But right now, as a fan of this club, I'm I'm expecting eight or seventh for the rest of this season. Wow! So because you go into you, oh. Oh, sorry. sorry, Max. Go on, Max. Keep going. We we just go into every game just not knowing what Tottenham you're going to get, and that's that's why. So that's why so many people were like, oh, I don't know. Like I, I I love going to games. Don't get me wrong, and I'm so I'm normally always so optimistic, but like. At that, at the old stadium, obviously, there's no point talking the past. But I would go to games like we're at home. Like I don't care who we're playing. Like we'll, we'll win. We're going to win today. I go to games now, and then I'm, I'm getting scared by someone Antonio, someone who, like isn't even a regular for like their national country and things like that. And it's it's demoralising because you know you know it's going to happen. West Ham are going to score. They're scoring on Sunday. It's just whether we score more than them. And the Brighton game, I'm not no disrespect to them, but it's that's a tough one. I don't think we're going away there to win. That's a that's a great away win if we if we actually do get all three points there, and we bloody need it going into the West Ham game because if we don't get anything at Brighton, if if worse goes to worse, then that West Ham game is huge. It's huge anyway. But imagine we lose to Brighton and then got West Ham. That would be three <laughs> losses in a row, and then suddenly full spots done and dusted after that. By the way, if we don't be if if, yeah. if we lose yeah. our next two games. Yeah, I mean, Patrick, obviously here, K- Kumar yeah, is quite I'm, confident by the looks of it, you know. Um, how I'm, are you feeling, Patrick, yeah, about his I'm, next I'm, two games? I'm with Kumar. I don't know about you, Debbie Downers. Jesus, like, the way you are talking, <laughs> like when a relegation... Bro, fight. you don't know how much Man United away cost me, bro. Uh, and I, I lose, it. and I always see that Portuguese group for a <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, trust me, I'm just as gutted as you are. But we're not losing to Brighton. Come on, and we're not. We're gonna beat Brighton, and we're gonna beat West Ham. I can give you that now. The thing is, like, yeah, we we lost to Man United, but we shouldn't have lost that game. We weren't we weren't shit in that game. We were actually we actually played quite well. It wasn't a game a game of great quality. No one was electric, but we were actually the better side. We just let ourselves down in silly silly moments. But I can't see us losing to Brighton. I think we're beating them quite comfortably. They're not the same Brighton of last year. It's weird because Graham Potter is a good, good manager and they have some good players there, but they haven't been great. We should win. And I think we'll do we'll get our revenge back on West Ham. They beat us 1-0 at their stadium. That was a bitty game. I think we'll beat them as well. So yeah, I don't I don't think we're finished fourth now. I'm hoping that I'm wrong. And obviously we can go on a run and obviously other teams drop out. But we we're definitely finishing in the top six. I I fully believe that. Um if we beat West Ham, well, actually saying that we've got a game before that, but we can go into the West Ham game level on points with them. Do they play midweek as well? I'm not sure if they do. I mean, they've got the Europa. If they yeah, got the Europa yeah. second so, leg, so we, we can go into the West Ham game level on points with them, having pay, played like two games less. Or our goal difference is worse than theirs. So we'll go in unless we batter Brighton by five or six. We'll go in with a, a few goals less than them on the goal difference, and then if we beat them, then we go above them. So we ain't finishing eighth or seventh, but um, we just need to string some wins together. Saturday's game was demoralising because we should have won it. We all expected to win it as well. That's what hurts the most. But yeah, I, it's not that bad yet. So I think I think ultimately, as Matt said though, if we don't pick up, let's say minimum four points we from these six. next two we games, top four is then definitely yeah, yeah. finished, if, isn't it? If, if you we, was to lose these next two, then the yeah. top four is definitely done, isn't it? I, I think if we don't get maximum points, so as in six, then we're we're out of it. Because um, if I look now, I know Arsenal 
they got a good gap on us. Arsenal are six points ahead of us and they've played and they've still got the games yeah they played a game less they played one game less than us so (laughs) that's not as bad but yeah we just need to win our games if we win our games then things become a lot because arsenal should lose to liverpool tomorrow so um well on wednesday sorry but we need to win our game we need to just win our games and then let the rest land where it lands but yeah we need to win our games as simple as that so let's go for some predictions then before we finish up so max Brighton Wednesday. What what are you what are you predicting for that one? Did you say they haven't scored in four? I think or it's something like that at the moment. Yeah. Five, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means they're scoring. But <laughs> no, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a three one. Just as long as they're not the team that scores first, because then they're just they're, they're just no, they, 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 they scored against Newcastle. I'm just looking at the results. They scored, um, they lost 2 1 to Newcastle, so they scored in that game. But other than that, yeah, a lot of no, I'll um, go for a 3 1. 3 1, yeah. 3 1. Ryan, you know what? This is why I love Pat. I love the man's confidence. And <laughs> he's talked you round, doesn't he? He's talked you round. I come in on a Monday on a diner, and Pat just lifts. Yeah, we're in a bit of a slump, but we're not that bad, geez. Otherwise, we'd be like 10, 12th, 13th, 14th. We're not that bad. I mean, the, the problem with Tottenham, we're going into these games needing the wins, just yeah. like we was with Burnley and Wolves yeah. and Safa. Mm. It's, I hate I, I hate predicting that we'll lose, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Spurs win. Yes, Ryan, let's go. Patrick, <laughs> uh, 6-0 no, no, for you. No. <laughs> I wish. That would be great for the goal difference. But like Max, I think a 3-1 is realistic. I think we'll beat them 3-1. So for me, I'm going to I'm gonna be the downer in the group and I'm going to say I think we're going to lose 2-1 in Gee, the week, oh, unfortunately. I know, I know. I'm very sorry, chaps. And, and, and West Ham, Max, what, what, what are you... What, what do you think about the West Ham game then as well? Really, you got to do me like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so hard to call because they're, they're, they're flying. Yeah, they're a good team. Uh, they're a good team. And they've made I'm our gonna, ground... Not... Uh, they've made their ground... They've made our ground a nice one for them so I'm far. I'm saying that, guys. Just before you... They've got a tough game on Thursday yeah. that they have to win and they have to put a strong squad out. So that does go in our favour. Yes, they do. And I, I wouldn't ever say I want injuries, but mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see a couple. Like just 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 keep them out for the just to yeah, keep them out yeah. for the weekend. <laughs> like stuff, Suchet, stuff, Bowen, yeah, and, and, and possibly Yarmolenko as well. Yeah. <laughs> but no, all right, we'll go for we'll go for a two one late late winner. Oh, two one. A late Sonny winner. Oh, <laughs> to, to bury the ghosts. Yeah. Ryan, Sunday, West Ham. What are we going for? I'm going for a high score in that one. I think we'll beat them 4 2. Nice. 4 2. Wow. Nice. Is that, that is big, Ryan. That is big. Nice. Uh, Patrick, West Ham. Yeah, it will, it will be tough. I hope Ryan's right and it's a, quite a comfortable one. But I think London Derby, they're going to be up for it. It's going to be quite a tentative, edgy game. I think a 2-1 is realistic. So, yeah, 2-1. Two, two, because I, I would, I'd probably say a 1-0 on previous times, but they will probably score. So, we're going to have to get 2-1. Two, 2-1. Two, one. Two, one. Oh, you boys are going to hate me. Oh, come on. <laughs> not again, man. Really? Uh, really? Not one... even one winner. I'm going really? a 1-0 defeat on Sunday, oh, unfortunately. No, 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 no. I know. I, listen, <laughs> What's I know. Going on? What's I, going I will on? have a word with myself after this. <laughs> Trust oh, me, oh, I'll go upstairs and have a serious <laughs> word in myself. But I've, I've already done the predictions for what I think for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw it and, and I was going to put that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's where yeah. I'm going, unfortunately. Boy. boy, boy, oh boy. Let's hope you're wrong, man. <laughs> let's hope I'm wrong. Let's I am hope, hoping more than me. <laughs> Trust me. Right, I think that brings us to the end of tonight's session. So let me just say thanks to the guests. So Max, really appreciate coming on again tonight, mate. Hopefully you enjoyed that and it's given you a bit of therapy. Certainly has, mate. Thanks for having me. And where can everyone find you, Max? Um, plain and simple, XJO Max for the, uh, the the vlogs all up and down the country when I can. Um, obviously every home game, the other way game. And I have just started uh, started posted on my tiktok again so uh nice. if anyone wants to check that out that'll be great i 
I, I don't know how it's happened, but I've put up the uh, clips from the United game and it's, they've, they've blown up over there. So Sweet. Nice, we'll, we'll nice. see what happens. Is, is it the same screen content. name? Is it the same screen name, X Duo Max on TikTok as well? I think it's X Duo Max 93. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let, let us know so that we can all follow you and stuff. Yeah, Definitely yeah, get yeah. over there because I mean, Max is putting. Yeah, some good I, I stuff need out. I need you to defend me in the comments because it's been it's been getting. <laughs> yeah. <tough. laughs> I've been getting at you, yeah. Oh, bro, I'm about to just turn it off. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we'll all get over there. Turn it back yeah, on. We'll yeah. get in there after this. So, cheers. Appreciate you coming on, Max. We look forward to having you on again soon, mate. Ryan, appreciate your time tonight, and again, hopefully this is let you get some stuff off your chest that you wanted to after the weekend oh yeah massive like i said brother patrick he always lifts me up on a monday he always brings me back down to earth when it comes to spurs carl <laughs> thank you for having me on every week love the show It'd be great to have max like i say i will come and defend you Matt. i think pat's putting out too many of his own fires at the minute today. yeah and i'm, I'm really big <laughs> people are always gunning for me man like literally so i've got to you know fight my own battles as well <laughs> nice one and patrick again another sterling performance mate yeah, no, thank you hopefully you won't man. go missing exactly. for too long I, this week you know imagine imagine if i didn't look at my phone for a couple of hours <laughs> i would have just been getting it left right and center and not even realize so yeah i've got to always be on my p's and q's because all these guys they're gunning for us but as always i always rep tottenham to the core so it's all good but yeah um you can find me on on um twitter patrick tyrant or one word and then on our this show of course uh, Views TV official and the football terrace. And then I'm here, there and everywhere um, as people always invite me to jump on their pods. So yeah, all good, all good. Top stuff, top stuff. So that just leaves us to wrap up then. So appreciate everyone who's joining tonight in the comments and we'll look forward to seeing you again. We may have maybe um, a small little show after Brighton, but if not, we'll definitely be back on Monday um, after the West Ham game and hopefully talking about a win. So we'll what see you win? then. Hopefully two wins. Two wins, hopefully yeah, two really wins. And I, like I say, even, I'll even go though you predicted a lot. Yeah. I'll go and have a word with myself right now. <laughs> Guys, been a pleasure. See you soon. For Spurs fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Tottenham videos and podcasts, download the free Coys app now from the App Store and Google Play.